just jumping in really quickly at the start of today's episode to tell you about some upcoming opportunities to see us live in the flesh. And you can see us live at the Melbourne International Comedy Festival 2024. We are doing three live podcasts on Sundays at 3.30 at Basement Comedy Club, April 7, 14 and 21. You can get tickets at dogoonpod.com. Matt, you're also doing some shows around the country. That's right. I'm doing shows with Saren Jaimana, who's been on the show before. We're going to be in Perth in January, Adelaide in February, Melbourne through the festival in April and then Brisbane after that. I'm also doing Who Knew It's in Perth and Adelaide. Uh, details for all that stuff at mattstewartcomedy.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. of Do Go On. My name is Dave Warnicky and I'm here with uh, my regular chum, Matt Stewart. Hello, Matt. Just a regular chum. Just a regular chum. No P, just a chum. And we are joined by and our... Jess Perkins. No, I'm afraid that Jess is away. So we've had to sub in and a regular chum, Matt, just looked at our uh, guest and uh, you were really, really shocked. Yep. I've been in the room the whole time. I know, that's the weird thing about it. I was like, anyway, Jess, why'd you keep responding to Jess in, well, uh, in, your je- in a really Jessy voice? Well, that's true. I do generic dumb guy voice. Uh, playing the role of generic dumb guy, if I can introduce you uh, properly, it is our friend and frequent guest and collaborator, it's Nick Mason. It's me, guys. I'm the, I'm the Zeppo Marx of this, of this podcast. Zeppo Marx. He's the one. He's, I guess he's the, the replacement one. He's the replacement for, one, yeah. Who'd he come in for? Is he the funny one? No, he's oh. not the funny, he's not the funny he's one. Great name. He was like the he's renowned as like the well he he's renowned as like the the like the background Mark's brother. He's just he's just there sometimes. Right, making up the numbers. Mm-hmm. See, so yeah. did someone die or something? I think he was the he was one of the original Mark's brothers. So he's a he genuine died. way. Right. Yeah. Genuine brother. So there is I don't think yeah. Look, I don't have any more information. We've been. Well, this I was, is a very short hoping, report this I was, week. <laughs> I was hoping you guys had done a Marx Brothers episode. We haven't done and you'd one. You fill in the blanks. It I, is in the hat. I'm pretty sure. I put it up to the vote once, but uh, they didn't choose it. Got defeated oh. by what? Charlie Chaplin or something? It, got, it was uh, another Brothers episode. Uh, the Wright Smothers Brothers. Brothers. Oh. Smothers Brothers. Smothers yeah. Brothers. Great. 
the Smothers Brothers murderers. Well, that's good. Anyway, it's great to be here. It's great to have you back. Thank you. It's great to be anywhere. Um, if you're be, great be, to be out of the house. <laughs> that's great. You've uh, you've been on uh, some holidays though. Mostly. A little had a little week off. It's been great. What, you have, you, what have you been up to? Sleeping and doing other podcasts. Wow. Yep. You pod like, for life. Sounds like yeah. a great holiday, doesn't it? <laughs> yep. You don't really holiday. When no, you, I'm, I'm a staycation man. You take a big holiday at comedy festival time and just mm. you work harder than anyone at the festival because you see all our shitty shows. They're great shows. Sorry, great shows. Yeah, back yourself. Are you taking a holiday to go see my show with Alistair Trombley Bircher from Two in the Think Tank, another Planet Broadcasting podcast, which you are like the head honcho of, sort of. Yeah, not really, but you're yeah. Like, let's... You're like a figurehead. In this, yes, exactly. <laughs> you're I'm one... like the mascot. Yeah. Mm. I'm like the Mr. Sparkle of... Uh... Yeah, you combine a fish and a light bulb, it does form your face. Exactly right. Oh, Mr. Sparkle, mm. as they said in The Simpsons. <laughs> that, Matt's favourite Simpsons quote is just, just the two, two words, Mr. Sparkle. No, oh, Mr. Sparkle. Three words, pardon me. Mm. Yes. Fuck, this is a rock solid start. Look, it's very early in the morning. We normally do this show at night. Yeah. I'm normally I've normally been awake for more than a couple of hours. Look, on the one hand, this is probably the earliest anyone's ever recorded a podcast on a Saturday. But oh. on the other hand, maybe this is like the golden hour for podcasting. Right. Like once we get into it, we produce the best podcast anyone's ever recorded. So we just gotta push through. We've gotta push through, yeah. It's always, yeah, I've heard that. There's sort of a mythical thing, the golden hour of podcasting. Yeah, that's right. It's nine o'clock <laughs> on, on a Saturday, Saturday morning. morning. And um, once you get through the first tough five minutes of awkward banter, <laughs> it really opens up. What are we up to? Here it is. Oh, jeez. Four, four minutes 30. We haven't, you, we haven't made it yet. We are about to open up. Get Here ready, everyone. Go. All right. Feeling good. I'm going to kick off the report, should I? Well, I think we should wait for this, um, the opening up, but sure. <laughs> well, I think I think it might coincide with this question. So the way the show works, Dave, for those new to it, Mesa, you you might be a bit rusty, haven't been on in a little while. That's right. Mm. Uh, but it's great to have you back. Thank say. you. Uh, we do miss Jess, but um, you know it's nice to have a break sometimes. Everybody needs a little holiday. Wow. Except Nick Mason, who doesn't go on holidays. No, never. Mm. Always on. What? Oh, okay, yeah. So what I was saying is <laughs> the yeah. way the show starts. Is with a question to get us onto a topic that you've reported on, Mesa, and I don't know what topic this is. And I traditionally ask the best questions, um, which I'm going to continue on today. Um, Why break with tradition? I thought about asking a shitty question with an open-ended answer that could be like many different things. Mm-hmm. It takes us about 15 minutes, and people at home are yelling. I've already read the iTunes description. I, I know, know what, what you're is. talking about. But I'm like, no, nah, I'm not going to do that. I'm once again going to ask a rock-solid question, only possibly one answer. Are you thinking of the question right now? Is that what you're feeling? <laughs> what winged creature's presence is believed to foreshadow tragedy? Winged oh. creature's presence. Tragedy. Is it some sort of black bird? See, all right. So maybe there's two different answers. Okay. <laughs> well, two, that's, that's, that's still a fairly narrow yeah. playing field. Yeah. That's and not also a it's the other one, obviously. Oh, yeah, yeah. right. All uh-huh. the best trivia questions have two possible answers. Yes. Mm-hmm. So you can argue it later. Yeah, exactly. It makes it more fun. So it's not a black bird. This is a, this is a creature that sounds more like a, like a character from some sort of a comic book that Mesa might like. But it's a real life thing. Superman. <laughs> but real. 
He's always. Well, I mean, look. I think you've you've confused correlation and causation. There, he's often at the scene of disasters, but he's stopping the disaster. He's not. He's not causing the. No, disaster. I reckon Superman's like one of those fire bugs that's actually in oh, the fire brigade. Right, yeah. He's doing all of the crimes just so he can save the day. He's, he's always he's... throwing an asteroid at Earth so he can stop it. Yes, son of a bitch. Are you, wait, you, Mesa? You know that Superman doesn't have wings, right? How else does he? Fly? He's, no, he's got those big red wings, right? Oh. How he... how does he fly, Matt? Oh, fuck, I don't know. All right, I think you guys, sounds like you guys might not know this. Have you heard of The Mothman? (gasps) I'm aware of a film called The Mothman Chronicles. Yes. But I don't know anything about it. Or is it The Mothman Prophecies? Yes, that's that's what it is. That's what it is. I said yes. Evidently, I'm not familiar with (laughs) The Mothman Prophecies. I was going to say, how many Mothman movies can there be? Have you guys seen that movie? No. Richard Gere? Richard Gere. No, I haven't. Well, it's based on this true event. Oh, my goodness. I really hope that we talk about Richard Gere. Well, I mean, you've already the extent of what I've I've got written down is it was turned into a movie starring Richard Gere. Hey, we talked about Richard Gere. That's all I needed. In a lot of ways, we've we've already covered that one off. Um, So this was suggested. This is weird, right? You know, in the hat, how we have written down everyone who suggested it. Yeah, Mm -hmm. the column was blank. (gasps) I'm like, what the fuck? Anyway, um, I searched through Twitter and found these names, but there may be others from email and other things. I'm really sorry. Including Richard Gere, who asked to be your own man. I don't, I, I don't want to start with a conspiracy theory, but I think the Mothman may have deleted people's names. Slash scratched them out from the hat. From the hat, but also possibly from life. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know that for sure. These people no longer exist. I've got to stress that. I don't know that for sure. You can't confirm it either way. No, but it's... I think it probably definitely, probably definitely has. Is that, yeah. 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 Okay, so these are the people who I did find to have suggested it. Elvis Nolasco. That is not a real name. <laughs> but it's a great name. Uh, the Mothman has changed someone's real name, James Smith, to Elvis Nolasco. He's at Kryptonite. And only the Kryptonite is spelled with a zero and a three and an underscore right, and that, a 15. You said at Kryptonite, and I thought, wow, he got in early. He did not get in early. <laughs> he got in super late. <laughs> Superman. Superlight. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Guys, it's another Superman episode. Let's yeah. do it. Woo! You just got people excited, mate, so don't do that. No, but Mothman. Is Mothman a superhero? It's like a there's, shit there's, superhero. There's a, there's a character called Killer Moth. He's a Batman villain. Oh, no. But he, he's like a terrible Batman. He just he's put, like an evil, low-rent Batman. But does Batman just put the bat signal into the sky and the moth's like, <laughs> damn it! And he just starts <laughs> flapping towards it and he's done. That's funny, Dave. That's a comic book joke. I can't believe I've got one. If you say something funnier than that today, I'll be very surprised. Right. That was really good. I've been trying really hard now. Guys, the podcast's opening up. We've hit the golden moment. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We're opening up. This is good. We're peaking at the right time. Uh, who, who else suggested this? Fidel Rays. He got in quicker. At Fidel Rays, underscore. Tyler Thompson. At Tyler Thompson 23. And Chesley Russell. Chesley. And I, I, I double-checked that. I'm like, they've got the L and the S around the wrong way there, but... No, Chesley. Chesley Russell at Chesley Scott. I like that name. Chesley. Mm. Sounds posh. Doesn't it, though? Yeah. Chesley. That's my posh. Mm. Mm, Chesley. <laughs> Guys, I'll do it in my dumb guy voice. I won't. <laughs> There's a very good chance that's been edited out. Yeah, oh, sure, right? <laughs> I'm going to keep referencing it. You really? You, you, you want that, that in? in the yeah, you want that in? All right. No, I won't. I won't. It's got... In West Virginia, on November the 12th, 1966, the year the Saints won their only premiership, five grave... Hey, I won't say a good year because Jess is not here. But it was a good year. I it just was. Said so. yeah, it was a good year. I for... think it's the second time I've referenced 
1966. Yeah, you love it. And the second time you've referenced the Saints. <laughs> Only the second. Ever. Mm-hmm. Mm, yeah. And yeah, I never talk about them. Um, they didn't make the finals this year, and I'm pretty happy to just leave leave that where it is. <laughs> On the 12th of November 1966, five grave diggers were working at a cemetery digging a grave. Is this grave a, diggers. This is this a spooky episode? Seems spooky already. I mean, it's, this probably is as spooky as it gets. I mean, it's grave diggers. What else do you want? Uh, then all of a sudden, they saw a winged human-like creature fly over their heads. This is thought to be the first known sighting of the creature now known as the Mothman. <laughs> <laughs> wow. They saw wings, they saw someone flying, and they thought, that's a moth. Well, no, they didn't name it. It wasn't named till later. Later that week, on November the 15th, a couple of couples, Stephen Mary Millette and Roger and Linda Scarberry... Were they digging graves? Were digging graves. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> on a romantic double date. <laughs> Afterwards, they uh, went for a drive... Maybe to a make-out point. Probably not. I don't know. Someone said that. Lover's Lane. But I, I did... Maybe the street was just called Lover's Lane. And I interpreted that as being like a like a old-school 60s, you know, dogging scenario. <laughs> Is that what dogging means? Someone explained dogging to me not that long ago. Anyway, um... Where were you when they were explaining it? Were you I in the I was car? On, I think I was on Gamey Gamey Game. The show about... Anyway, this is... Are we still in the golden hour? <laughs> I don't know. Like oh, no, we're out, out of the golden, golden hour. Minute. I'm sorry. It's the golden minute. Um, so they were they were uh, from Point Pleasant in West Virginia also. And they were out on a drive um, when they saw what they later described as a large flying man with 10-foot wings whose eyes glowed red and he was standing on the road. They are obviously a little scared by it, so they swerved around and quickly drove away. At least they attempted to because seconds <gasps> later... The creature was back in front of the car. No. That scared the shit out of them. So they floored it <laughs> and travelled up to 100 miles an hour back towards the township of Point Pleasant. But they didn't run it over. They didn't run it over. Okay. Yeah. As they drove, though, the creature followed behind them, cruising along. Um, I saw some <laughs> people saying it was just like running of- at a cruising pace on, along the road, but keeping up with them at 100 miles an hour. Others said it was flying overhead. Other people said that he was dr- driving a Datsun 1600. <laughs> I thought you said you hadn't seen the movie. <laughs> a lot of the movie is a guy with big wings fl- uh, driving around in a Datsun. Datsun. Beep, beep. It's a rom-com. What do you reckon scarier? Someone flying at 100 miles or someone running at 100 miles behind you? Because if they're running, I'd be really scared. Yeah, the run- yeah. running feels scary. That's so it? quick. That's like... Five times as fast as you seem. But also, a hundred miles an hour—that seems like that seems like a made-up speed. Like we got out of there at a hundred miles an yeah. hour. I know you didn't. No, you you didn't. can't even do a hundred miles an Dude, hour. You drive a Datsun. A nineteen sixties Datsun. Yeah. Good they drive 55 you. back back in the day. Yeah. So. Old 55. Look, I think this story is full of holes already. I'm the skeptic. I'm the I'm the. Are you going to play Anderson. the skeptic? I'm the Scully this this time around. Dave? Well, I'm the fucking Mulder, All and right. I'm so on board. All right, then I guess I'm. You're nar- Doggett. You're Doggett. The, yeah. Is he the narrator? No, Doggett was the uh, David Duchovny replacement in the later seasons. Okay, yeah, I'm Doggett. Yeah. <laughs> well, you could be our... And Wal- I'm a believer then as well. Uh, yes. Yeah. He could be our Walter Skinner. He could be Skinner. He's our boss who seems sceptical but actually is on mm-hmm. Mulder's team the whole time. Maybe I'm that worm guy who goes in through the drains. Oh, you could be the fluke man. Fluke man. Yes. Oh, man. Can I be the fluke you man? You could be the fluke man, okay. I want to be a recurring character like you are on this show. Oh, yeah. Hmm? You're the fluke man to our show. Guys, I'm the fluke man. I'll wait for the voice. <laughs> it's my fluke man voice. It doesn't matter. 
Anyway, I think this story's full of holes already, but... Well... So they're probably drunk. Uh, knowing, knowing. I, I, back I'm in the sixties, drink driving was. Everybody big. in this in this episode thus far is drunk. The but, grave diggers are drunk. The couples are drunk. I don't the Mothman is. The Mothman is definitely drunk. <laughs> See, he's got those red eyes. You can't drive hundred miles per hour drunk. I you just can't. So I think they weren't drunk, and that there is no holes in this story. Classic Dukovny. I'm going to fill in the holes. Not Scully. Uh, as the car turned... Classic a... romantic tension between oh, Mother and Scully. So much. Will they? Will they? they will, will they? Will they? <laughs> <laughs> it's a bit of will they? Will they? <laughs> it's so inevitable. No one even doubted it for a second. As the car turned a corner, the creature once again blocked their path. So this is after, you know, driving 100 miles an hour. Around a corner. Approximately. <laughs> um, but rather than standing this time, it lay on the road. To the couples... <laughs> You'll never go around like a protester. <laughs> Mothman writes now. <laughs> he chained himself to the front of their car. To, to the couples, it kind of resembled a lump, like a dead dog or something. But they knew it was the creature. <laughs> Still on board over here. And they figured it was some sort of a trap, like it wanted them to come closer and investigate. This creature that could seemingly move at the speed of light, they thought had turned into a lump on the road to trick them. It was clearly a wily beast. Wow, they are no longer on uh, drinking alcohol. They are now extremely high. <laughs> I love the idea of them, like thinking that this thing can just... It can move basically as fast as anything. Mm-hmm. But somehow its plan <laughs> is to pretend to look like a dead dog on a road. Yep. So that they... They'll get out and investigate. Get out and investigate. Oh, look at this dead dog. As yeah. soon as you start Pursuing thinking... them didn't work, so... Yeah. I mean, alarm. I kept standing in front of them, and that didn't work. Whatever my mysterious um, objective is. As, as soon as you start thinking like that, you'll start turning on each other. Like, Mary in the back seat hasn't said anything for a while. <laughs> Mary's the moth! <laughs> I knew it. Have you seen the moth and Mary at the same time? <laughs> I've never have. But I've been looking straight out the window because I've been dr- driving this whole time. <laughs> It's hard to look and see the moth up in the sky and Mary in the back seat at the same. Very hard to do. Also, in the, the sky, how, how high is the sky? You know what I mean? Yeah. Foot off the ground? Doesn't count. Doesn't count, Could no. just been jumping. They're talking about 50 feet off the ground. Okay, I, that's significantly higher. I, yeah. I'd be way sc- more scared if it was managing to fly just one foot off the ground the whole time. <laughs> that's true, actually. Mate, it's like hugging the road. Early hoverboard. Incredible. <laughs> or it's just waiting for you to blink and it just pops. Hops. Hops in between blinks. <laughs> Have you seen that? Yeah, sometimes people do those photos online where they're jumping onto a broom. Yes. To get the photo that looks like they're flying. Very fun. Very fun time. Let's do it after the show, Let's guys. Let's do it after the show. Let's pause. All right, we're back. We've just taken those photos. It didn't work. Yeah, we So snapped, you'll never see them. Snapped several brooms. Worth it. <laughs> so yeah, many. It was worth we it. We snapped so many, I couldn't even pronounce the word several anymore. <laughs> I now have a, a, a bad injury that's distracting me. The broom went up me. Wow, it's that romantic tension we were talking about earlier. Scully, you're a doctor. Can you get this broom out of my ass? Will they, will they? (laughs) Will they, will they? So they didn't fall for the trap, Mm. um, the well-constructed dead dog (laughs) lump (laughs) trap, um, and they continued driving back to town at speed, heading straight to the cops to report the incident. On speed as well. (laughs) Yeah, they're a real cocktail of drugs (laughs) they were on. Later that night, they returned back to the spot where the beast lay on the road, this time with the deputy sheriff in tow. 
Oh, it's a long drive out there with the sheriff, isn't it? I oh, know the pressure. I going, promise. I he swear. said it's a dog, it but was... it's not a dog. It's a, a Mothman. It's a Mothman <laughs> playing a trick. It's another <laughs> prank by the bloody trickster I mean, Mothman. I mean, we didn't go near it to examine it because that's part of his trick. That's yeah, trick. we're not yeah. idiots. Yeah. But when look, if you could just, we'll get there. Just pump some bullets into it, <laughs> and then we'll leave. Then don't examine it. Please, then we'll don't go examine again. it because that's what it wants. And if you could it provide us with more some than medals, anything, just give us the key to the city. Yes. It, it, just, tape parade. it just wants attention. It does, so far, as that is what it sounds like. <laughs> it's like standing in front of the car. Huh? <laughs> just wants a Fuck com- off, Mothman. <laughs> no one's want, interested. I just want a friend. Uh, when they arrived, the lump was nowhere to be seen. <gasps> and a mysterious pile of dust was in its place. Like a moth. Possibly. <gasps> is that what happens to moths? Well, that's what happens. Mothra, he makes... He makes like poison dust. So that's probably... It's my closest reference. I don't know anything about moths, but I know a little bit about Mothra. So. Is Mothra like... He's, is he like Godzilla's friend? He's like Godzilla's friend, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Do you think Godzilla's involved? Probably. Wow. <laughs> I mean, I didn't... That's not in this report. Oh, well. But I, this almost... Already I feel like there's a sequel coming on to Godzilla this. Man. Yeah. <laughs> Flying 50 feet in the air. Yep. Over the coming days, many more sightings were reported, and the sightings began getting traction in the local press, mainly being ridiculed. Um, (laughs) Sightings bullshit. (laughs) Hey, they wrote about our moth. But it was in one of these news reports that the creature was dubbed Mothman. Possibly, um, I read that it was possibly because Batman was popular at the time, and they needed a name to differentiate. Is that what the TV series... Uh, Batman, that was 1966-ish, yes. I think. Yeah, the so, movie was 66. So, so yeah, apparently that was it was big time back then. And, <laughs> but am I, what was the what was your Batman's moth? Nemesis? Oh, Killer Moth. Killer Moth. Wasn't in the TV series. Too right. threatening. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mr. Freeze, he was in there. I really Egghead. feel like... Egghead. Egghead? Egghead. That oh. sounds great. Mm. Mr. Freeze is in the TV series. Arnold, like the Arnold Schwarzenegger, no, similar like was, at all to him? No, he was more, he was just a, he was just a, like a delightfully pleasant man with a freeze gun. Right. So right. Just very non-threatening. Did he have a thick Austrian accent? No, just a regular accent. <sighs> Stick to the character. Was he super on. camp? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And the suit was orange, I think. Great. Yeah. Tights? Oh, uh, yeah. More like, really... a be- more like a beekeeping outfit than a... Oh, I so want to derail this episode. Just talk about <laughs> Batman now. Louis um, the Lilac. Was another Batman villain. Louis the Lilac. Yeah, Milton And Bell. what he wore, lilac. Just wore clothes. lilac. That was, his, <laughs> that was his thing. They're really running out of ideas. Mm, yeah. The prop, uh, costume department's got a lilac uh, pants and a uh, matching jacket. That'll do. L- Louis. Were any created, any bad guys created uh, specifically for the show that weren't from the comics? Uh, Louis the Lilac. That's, yeah. <laughs> oh, King that's Tut. A... King, King Tut. Mm, yeah. The curse. The Pharaoh's curse. That's right. It's come back to haunt us yet again. I don't know if you can hear that, guys, but the doorbell is just rung at the studio. Mm. Is it some sort of moth? <gasps> man. <laughs> you had me at moth. <laughs> you had me at man. What if it's a man at the door? <laughs> what if it's a moth? I'm not going to get it. It's very threatening. I'd to be me, terrif- especially if there's a man at the door. If someone, but if you just opened the door and there was just a moth sort of hovering at eye level, I'd be, I'd be terrified. <gasps> I hadn't connected that moth's hover as well. <gasps> Do you think that could be related? <laughs> do you think that's a coincidence or do you think that's something? It is a coincidence. Oh, thank God. My blood just ran cold. Like a moth's. <gasps> <laughs> Can I confirm a, blood's, a moth's blood temperature? You can't confirm it. 
You may as well bloody be moth man. <laughs> this golden, is a big I miss scenario. that golden one, hour, of, don't one of us is the moth man. We're all trapped in this podcast studio. One of us is the moth man. We'll find out who it is by the end. Be any one of us, but it can't be me because I've pointed out the theory that it could be one of us. That's that classic Mothman. He's a yeah. trickster. No, 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 guys. Yeah. This is lump on the road all over again. <laughs> in a few seconds, you'll be a dead dog in that chair, and then we'll know. Oh man, got to really and focus on not being a dead dog. <laughs> and then you'll be a mysterious pile of dust. If I can quote the earlier part of that. Please, Nick, don't. <laughs> During the next few days, other people reported similar sightings. Some say they were, there were more than 100 sightings, but this number seems to be greatly exaggerated. The people, the big believers in Mothman always talk about this number of 100 sightings. Mm, 100 miles an hour. 200 people uh, have been affected by the Mothman. 100 seen him directly. Whoa. Some of them just felt his presence. <laughs> oh, my goodness. And then, But, yeah, then um, other more sceptical sources are like, nah, that's not right at all, this silly fucking believers <laughs> but i mean i don't know it's who who's really silly in that situation the people who believe in a large mothman <laughs> mm-hmm. creature or yep. the people who think that that's bullshit clearly the latter yeah you yeah. open your heart you know mm-hmm. open who's, your heart to new ideas you're only on this earth for you know i mean if you're the mothman three days several hundred years oh no i went the wrong way <laughs> i don't know that's how the I'm... thing about mothman no one knows no one knows yeah. i mean moth um, moths would only live for three days. But men... As a guess. Mm, who knows men, how long Men up to 100. So Mothman, obviously you multiply. 100, 300 years. 300 yep. years, yeah. I think that's that's how it works. So Batman, that's why he has lived... But Are I you? found out recently on your podcast that there's new Batman. New Batman? Not... <laughs> new Batman. <laughs> yeah, so there's a... that's the plural of... Yes, Batman. Ba- Batman is yes, Batman. Batman. Yes, yep. you it change like... all the A's to E's to pluralize a word. That's right, like yep. the Italian. Yeah, Malto Benny. Batman is Ma- the Malto Benny because I wanted to. Oh, um, but yeah. So, all right, this is sidetracked again. Sorry to the people who don't give a fuck about Batman and just want to hear about Mothman because there's probably some people who are listening to this podcast for the first time because they're really fascinated about Mothman. If you made it this far, I'll be very surprised to be honest. But still. Apologise, but I got a question about Batman. I'm you, ready. So Bruce Wayne isn't the only Batman. How so? Um, Robin becomes Batman. Correct. At some and point, some other guy becomes Batman. Oh, there's been heaps of Batmans. What? Yeah. So he, had a, he had a little. Uh, he had a little back injury in the '90s. He was he was replaced. And you reckon that? <laughs> what you had a back injury? So you sub someone in? Yeah, he subs some guy in. I can't go on. My back's too sore. You can be Batman. <laughs> Hey Rando, if you could just get in there. The guy's name was Rando. No, it was not. It was. It wasn't Rando. Wow, that would have been great. Mm, we'll talk. We'll talk. It's an. We'll talk about it off air. But it'll okay. be. There's been so many Batmans. No, this is a sizzle for when you come back and do a Batman episode. You got to do a Batman episode. Okay, I'll do a Batman episode. If, if if we get at least three tweets about it, <laughs> setting that by a high. Uh, a man named Newell Partridge. Newell. Newell. Look, I'm. Sh- no, I'm not questioning it. I'm just praising some it. Of these, I, I some am of these questioning sources. it because the partridge is the natural enemy of the moth. So whatever he's going to say is going to be very suspect. That's true. Mm-hmm. Well, he said he came across the creature and when he shined his torch at it, its eyes glowed red like bicycle reflectors. <laughs> some say. Then he turned his indicators on and left. <laughs> I, can, I can still hear the moth man. Ring, ring, ring. 
Ring, ring. His eyes glowed red like bicycle reflectors, and his wings spun around. His wheels spun around. <laughs> like he put her into fourth gear and with spooky dokes. Clack He also believed the creature was to blame for buzzing noises from his TV and the disappearance of his German shepherd. Oh man, you can blame a lot of things on it. My dinner was cold last night. Mothman. That's so good. I wrote. I'm like, I assume you're going to make a funny joke there, but I wrote the same one just in case. Was I said, it also called I said, Well, I said, he also blamed his chicken cacciatore for being a little bland. <laughs> <laughs> we both want food. Very good. Uh, Do you reckon Noel is, is in West Virginia is eating chicken cacciatore? I reckon he is. In yeah. the 60s. <laughs> it was, I picked the, in a very short amount of time, the thing that sounded the funniest to me. That is funny. It's a classic, it's a comedy uh, meal. If you want, if you want a real peek behind the curtain, I change it from Parmigiana, and I went. I reckon I can do better than this. I reckon, I spent, yeah. Maybe I spent too much time on that one word. Not enough on the report. <laughs> Many attributed. Imagine if he'd built the entire report around the funny, the funny chicken dish in the middle. Oh, no. Everything spun out of that. I think I was thinking about birds a lot because a, a lot of the. A lot of the skeptics say uh, what people were seeing were birds. <laughs> uh-huh. Have so they been bikes? chicken. Bikes and birds. They'd never come across a bird in West Virginia in that time. Mm. They hadn't migrated that far west a into couple, Virginia. A couple of volunteer firemen uh, said it, they'd seen what they thought was the, the mothman, but it was they were pretty sure it was just a large bird with red eyes. Um, the county sheriff, George Johnson, believed the sightings were due to an unusually large heron, which is another kind of bird. And a West Virginia University biologist, Dr. Robert Smith, from The Cure... I was going to say, from The Cure. <laughs> uh, ...said that the descriptions were all consistent with that of a large bird called the Sandhill Crane, with a seven-foot wingspan and reddish colouring around its eyes, Ooh. though they are not native to the area. <gasps> Unlike the Mothman. That's right. Robert Smith took some time out from his ongoing thesis that boys don't cry. And uh, <laughs> well, that's I'm, I'm looking at pictures of the heron. That doesn't look that scary, if I'm honest with you. It's got a weird little. No neck. one's thinking that's narrow a narrow little neck. And that's standing that in the middle neck. of the road. Yeah. That doesn't look like a man. And that can't turn into a dog. <laughs> and then a mysterious. I reckon, it, I reckon that could become a lump. Could definitely become a lump if you hit it with your car, sure. Yeah. Mm. Um, in an interview with IGN, if you want the IGN, the the, the, like a the video web- game yeah. uh, website, so okay. a pretty good source. Yeah, they've been around longer than I thought. Yes, yeah, so, well, no, this sixty six. This was around the time the movie, oh, the movie that we did talk about before in two thousand two was coming out. Um, they interviewed Lauren Coleman, a cryptozoologist, mm. which is like a, I think it's like an expert in mystery animals. Mm. So, so Jackalopes what, and such. So the ones that believe in bullshit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and spread it around. But if you have ologists at the end, like UFOologists, mm-hmm. UFOlogists. Yeah, like our friend Stanton Friedman. Yeah, the Friedman. Remember Stanton? <laughs> from a, who was a big Roswell uh, believer. Anyway, Lauren Coleman uh, talked about how Keel... Have I mentioned Kiel yet? No, so that makes it... All right, let me try that again. <laughs> I moved a few things around. Okay, so in an interview with IGN, Lauren Coleman was talking about this man, John Keel, who was called to the area to report on the sightings. He was a journalist, but also a bit of a believer, a bit of a ufologist, mm-hmm. etc. Um, and he was... He yeah, was, let's throw UFOs into this as well. Let's... He, he did. Nice, good. <laughs> I, haven't, I don't go into it too much, but there was a bunch of UFO sightings at the same time as well. 
He was like, it's a bloody hotbed for <laughs> yeah. paranormal activity. West Virginia. Keel was like, this is... It, it's, it felt like he was talking about it like it was uh, that... Have you ever watched Buffy? Yeah. The uh, Hellmouth. He was talking about it oh, like sure, it was a Oh, sure, yeah, right, yeah. Just crazy shit's happening here. Um, according to that IGN report um, and uh, Coleman's uh, interview, as Kill began to gather information, he found himself getting more deeply involved in the events. Uh, to the extent that, according to Coleman, there were entities that communicated with John by phone. Oh, <laughs> the Mothman could use a phone. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? I don't know what that means. Bring, bring. No, it's an entity. <laughs> it's yeah, someone. I saw there. Someone's talking to me on a phone. Well, he can interfere with the TV broadcast. He can make so it a can, bit fuzzy. Yeah, so maybe he can talk <laughs> on a phone. But he's part man. These just sound like so, people that are just terrified by technology. Mm. Oh no, the fridge. It kept my chicken cacciatore quite cold. Coleman went on to say that Keel, Keel found Point Pleasant to be a vortex of phenomena, the hellmouth sort of idea, <laughs> and couldn't really tell one from the other, one phenomena from another. Phenomena. It was a scary situation for John, according to Coleman. Yeah. He'd begun to give an... Uh, he had begun to be given prophecies by the entities. Via the phone. Via the phone. I assume he <laughs> means people, just people are... At, Entities sounds funner. Yeah. Mm. He would begin, he'd begun to be given prophecies by the entities he was dealing with in Point Pleasant. One of these said that when President Johnson turned on the Christmas lights at the White House, the whole Northeast was going into a blackout. Oh, no, they did not check the fuse box. <laughs> that was one of the prophecies, right. <laughs> and then on December 15th... Oh, no. When President Johnson turned on the Christmas lights, John Kill was in his apartment in Manhattan. New York City, I mm. believe. Waiting for the blackout with his bottled water and his batteries, nothing happened. <laughs> <laughs> so he just enjoyed some bottled water battery soup and he got on with his life. No. Oh. Six minutes later, on the TV said across the bottom, it said, bridge collapses across Ohio River and he just freaks out, apparently. It's just like a blackout. It's just like a back blackout across the whole northeast. Yeah. Keel freaked out because the bridge in question was the Silver Bridge, which crossed the Ohio River between Galapag between Galapolis, Ohio. Shout out to Ohio. Yeah, we've really had the Ohio garden there. Crosses from Ohio to Point Pleasant, West Virginia. <gasps> oh no. Yeah. It's a coincidence. I mean it's a <laughs> More, what's a coincidence that's more like... A big coincidence. A big coincidence, yeah. It's the Mothman taking out the only bridge in town that's so you right. can't leave. But yeah. I love the idea that he's gone. <laughs> that he's gone. He's waiting for one thing. He's like, oh, this other thing. This could be what it... This is what it was. No, see, if he wasn't in his apartment waiting for the blackout, he wouldn't have seen it on the TV. So that was the... It was like a coded message. I think so, yeah. It was, yeah. It was a decoy to get him to watch the TV. They, really, I mean, the prophecy could have been, hey, over the phone, hey, mate, watch the TV tonight at 8.06. Yeah. But that would have been too straightforward. No. Mm. That wouldn't have been cryptozoology enough. Had, it feels like we're almost all playing a skeptic. Can one of you guys believe in this? Okay, I'll be a believer now. Thank you, mate. Okay. Because uh, I do as well, but I need one of you two. I thought one of you was. I was the skeptic. I'm the oh, believer. You... I am the believer. Oh, sorry. I, got you. I just wish that the uh, prophecies were a bit more straightforward. Okay, great. You can believe, but also... Ask for a better product. It's very true, yeah. I think that's like that's Apple, okay. You know? Yeah, exactly. Like my Apple products, which, which 
they're a bit better. Battery yeah. life. You no, know? Believe in them. Yeah, mm. Tell me about that. But no. just want a bit better. Uh, when the the unfortunate, uh, like tragically, the bridge uh, collapsed during peak hour. Sixty seven people fell into the river. Forty six died. Um, two of those bodies were never found. S- uh, according to Coleman, several people who died in that small town bridge accident were related to witnesses of Mothman. Oh my Keep goodness! Keep quiet. Mm. In that. Very small town. (laughs) (laughs) Some of the people who died Mm -hmm. were related Uh to people who had seen Mothman. Yeah, the Mothman knows what's up. That is amazing. Isn't that amazing? (laughs) Dave? I'm out. Yeah, wow. (laughs) Wow. Thank you. But just give me a sec. Thank you. I just needed to process that because I'm just mind blown. I was going to say I'm blown. (laughs) (laughs) I got excited, okay? When the bridge collapsed, people started connecting the Mothman to the tragedy, which you know, makes sense because it was clearly connected. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Keel, John Keel, wrote a book in 1975 called The Mothman Prophecies. Oh my goodness. Claiming that the Sutton, that the Suttons were... Rec- <laughs> claiming that the sightings were precognitions and premonitions that the Silver Bridge was going to collapse. Since that time... Some have claimed that the Mothman has been started before in other cities, before other big tragedies. Uh-oh. Some saying it, it was started before 9-11. Jeez. Finding very little evidence to back that up. They saw a... Apart from a couple of people saying, some say. Yeah, right. <laughs> they saw the Mothman. Yeah. They saw a big winged creature in Tra- the sky traveling. just before the 9-11. Huh. Traveling one foot off the ground at 100 miles per hour. <laughs> Yeah, but I don't. I haven't found nothing to back that up. But anyway, hit that, so that was the book that uh, was turned Imagine into the movie. Imagine if you did find something to back that up. What would become of me? Yeah, exactly. That's right. Good thing you didn't. Good thing you didn't find anything to back that up. Next thing I know, I'd be going over a bridge. Oh no, I uh, haven't seen the Mothman prophecies much like you guys, but I do hope there is a scene with Richard Gere holding a bunch of batteries and a six hundred ml bottle of water, <laughs> watching TV, going, "It's happening." <laughs> Because I he wrote the book later going, yeah, yeah, it's all, I, it was a sign. They told me that the bridge was going to collapse via, you know, the batteries. It was all definitely mm. a little bit of rewrite 
building a history there. Do you reckon it was pretty pretty easy to get your book made into a film about 15 years ago? I mean, uh, d- did Hollywood run out of ideas? No, the now song? they've run out of ideas. Turning... I think Hollywood's got endless great ideas. That's what I meant. Oh, yeah. I the, phrased it weird. They turned a book about a guy watching the TV and saying, that's, that's what I meant. And they made that into an hour and a half Richard Gere movie. I think maybe that was the era where they... Mothman Prophecies does sound like the kind of movie that you, your grandma gets tricked into buying because she knows you like the you like the Batman yeah. movies, and she's like, "Oh, the Mothman, that's he's gonna like that yeah, as well." That's, that's why bag. that movie exists. It's a two dollar shop. Yeah, yeah, it mm. looks kind of like Batman, but you look closer. It's Mothman with a seven meter wingspan, mm. and it converts, it transforms into a lump. A lump on the road. On the road. <laughs> you have to buy the road separately, but. Um, bloody hell. Hotcakes. Um, while Keel believes that the Mothman sightings were warnings of the bridge collapse, another theory suggests that the Mothman may have actually been part of a centuries-old curse. So I, l- is, I love a good curse. This is the other big theory. Um, in the late 18th century, a Shawnee chief named Hokalesqua, sorry about the pronunciation there, uh, anglified into, uh, that translates basically to Chief Cornstalk, um, and was uh, he was brutally executed uh, with his son and a few others uh, when visiting Fort Randolph on a diplomatic mission. This guy apparently a real good guy. Um, initially, he was like fighting uh, white settlers off, but then sort of came. He was trying to bring peace. Mm-hmm. Diplomatic mission. Some a hole knocks him off. Um, there's a story. Um, admittedly, again, not heaps of evidence to back this up. Uh, that when he lay dying, the chief said, I came to your house a friend, and you murdered me. You have murdered by my side my son, and for this, may the curse of the great spirit rest upon this spot. May it be blighted by nature, its enterprises blasted, and the energies of its people paralyzed by the stain of our blood. Uh, And that curse has become known as the curse of Chief Cornstalk. It's incredibly articulate as you lay dying. No, right? He had a lot of time. They just let him... Yeah, I don't, I don't think there's any references of the time of, of that quote. I think it's sort of come around later on. But anyway, um, this website, Blumhouse.com. Which I think oh, yeah. Do you know that one? It's, no. I think it's like, a, it's like some sort of horror movie oh, I see. Blumhouse. database. Blumhouse.com. So I'm, I've gone to some pretty rock solid... You've gone to some dark places. Are you ever going to emerge is the okay. question. Have you ever accidentally visited bumhouse.com? Because oh, no. I have. That's great. I'm all right. I'm looking it up. Oh, here we go. <laughs> I love... Um, this is my Mothman prophecy. I reckon that this is a sexy, sexy website. Bumhouse.com? You reckon... No, it doesn't exist. Oh. Bumhouse.com. You guys have to buy it now. Oh, damn it. We'll have to get that. If there's any internet savvy people why out there... Would that why would that be a... That'd be the weirdest name for a porn site, Bumhouse. <laughs> no, gr- that seems like the Aussiest name for a porn site. <laughs> Bumhouse. All right. Well, if anyone out there is... Bumhouse.com. If you're an internet savvy person, you want to get that website, that would be so good. Bumhouse. Anyway, so they listed uh, tragedies that have occurred in and around the area. These include December 6, 1907. In the nearby county of Marion, the worst coal mine disaster in American history took place, killing over 360 miners. So this curse is so rampant, it's going to other towns now. Yeah, it's going to nearby towns. Wow! We said this... I mean, at the time, maybe he didn't, he didn't know... 
He didn't know where the lines were, yeah. the, the, the county lines were going to be. Not that's true, yeah. yeah. April 21st, 1930. Fire rips through the Ohio State Penitentiary in Columbus, less than 80 miles from where Chief Cornstalk was killed. Reports say the prisoners burned to death in their cells as guards refused to let them out while the fire engulfed their penitentiary. By the time the flames were extinguished, 320 people were dead. Whoa. They just locked them up. They didn't let them out. Yeah, what a... That's a nightmare. That's brutal. June 1944, the region was rocked by a series of deadly tornadoes. The incident, which lasted two days, left 134 people dead. August 10th, 1968, nine months after the Silver Bridge collapse, Piedmont Flight 230 crashed on its landing approach to Kanawha Airport, located 30 miles from Mason County. 35 people killed. November 14th, 1970, a Southern Airways DC-9 crashed into a mountain near Huntington, West Virginia, just over the Mason County border. All 75 on board were killed. March 2nd, 1976, a man walks into the Mason County Jail in Point Pleasant with a shotgun and a bag full of dynamite. That is a recipe for disaster. He asked to spend the night with his wife, who was being held after murdering the couple's two-month-old baby. He detonates the explosives, levelling the jail and killing five people, his wife and himself. January 1978, a train derailment... The evidence just continues to build. Doesn't it, though? In Point Pleasant, dumped thousands of gallons of chemicals. The toxic mass seeped its way into the ground, poisoning several wells. Oh, this Mothman's in everything. Wow, he's a shapeshifter. This isn't the Mothman. This is the Chief's curse. The curse. Of... And the Mothman was somehow a manifestation of the curse. Of the curse, yeah. In one moment, potentially. Mm-hmm. April 27th, 1978. I don't know if we need to keep going through this. A cooling tower being constructed at the Willow Island Power Station collapsed, killing 51 construction workers. So there's a bunch of different things. I mean, I imagine if you looked at any place, not to be play the role of the sceptic here, mm-hmm. I know that's your role. you're a believer. Also. I'm mm-hmm. a believer. But you could probably find a series of tragedies in any place if you went like they did over a century or more. But, no. No? no. Sorry. <laughs> We're no tra- flipped here. Yep, that's right. No tragedies. Okay. Yeah, this is this is a crazy outlier. Yeah. According to the article, the chief's curse was believed to have a lifespan of two hundred years, which explains why no other disasters have been attributed to the chief since nineteen seventy eight. Wow. Ooh. Hey, how are you guys feeling about this? I know you you started out skeptic. Mm-hmm. You started out believer. How do you feel about it now? You going any way? Any theory? I mean, I've sort of thrown a couple of theories at you. Uh-huh. Curse. Curse, sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, coming to warn about a bridge collapsing. Yep. Mm-hmm. Prophesizing. Yes. Or birds. Why not all three? Oh, that's a good point. Uh, that's that's, that's right. not bad, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That is a good point. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm, thinking, I'm thinking it's, uh, he was warning about the bridge. Because he, has he been seen since? Since the bridge? So they still continue to see the Mothman. Do you think the Mothman was trying to warn them about the bridge the whole time? Yeah, but I maybe he's the hero in this. Because the Mothman wasn't killing anyone. That's kind of that's kind of what people. they're saying. Yeah, he they're saying chasing, he was just sort of trying to flag down a car. That's the the Keel theory. It was a Keel appeal. Keel theory <laughs> uh, is that he was he was prophesizing. He was warning the town. Yeah, because he wasn't hurting anyone. Was he? he was just sort of yeah, stalking. I mean, he could have used his words. That's I'd say. Yeah. Use your words, mate. Do Do you think you being a weird Mothman? In front of a car is going to make people think a bit over a year later, a bridge, a bridge is going to collapse. Mm. 
I mean, of course they should. <laughs> Absolutely yeah. they should. Mary but you, the, you're Mary trusting the... people too much. Oh, did, did Mary in the back seat was yelling that over and over again, but people were so paranoid they thought she was the moth. Yeah. So they true. didn't trust her. And tragically, the bridge collapsed. Maybe the lump, when he was the lump, maybe the lump was some sort of interpretive dance situation. I love a and lumpy they're, dance. And they're, and they're supposed to they're supposed to go, okay, we're gonna if we run him over like a bridge. Right. And then they would have connected all they the connected all pieces the dots. would have yeah. fallen into place. And if you run over the lump, it will turn to dust, much like the bridge collapsing. Mm. Oh, this guy's good. How could they not see that? They were so stupid. And high. Probably. Yeah, well that was probably yeah, why. Exactly, yeah. Those oh. fools. Driving hundred miles per hour. According to skeptic Joe Nickel, a number of the hoaxes followed the original reports. Such oh, a... well, that's a bit of a using the word hoax. That's a bit of a spin there. Mm. Yeah, mm. sorry, sorry to editorialise there. Yeah. <laughs> Classic skeptic Ugh. showing his true colours there. I don't know if he realised it, but he sounds a little bit like he he's um he's he's got a bloody dog in this fight. Mm. Sounds a bit like a skeptic. Is that the right phrase to use there? <laughs> yep. Yep. I heard David Letterman say that a lot, and I really always liked it, and I've always wanted to say it out loud. That was your chance. He used to be like, I don't have a dog in this fight. Yeah. And that would mean that he didn't have a dog, like he was talking about dog fighting. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, what a noble man. <laughs> that famous David Letterman segment, yeah. dog fight. Yeah. And he would, he would always I, say, do I, do I, <laughs> I don't have a dog in this fight. This uh, The famous David Letterman segment. Am I, do I run a dog fighting ring? <laughs> every week you do it. If every week you'd be like, no, good night, everyone. Confirm. Good night. The new album is out now. Is this anything? No, I do not have a dog in this fight. That was, a, that was when they merged two classic segments. Top da- ten list in dog fighting. <laughs> Dave's top ten times he didn't have a dog in the fight. So according to Joe Nickel, um, these hoaxes included uh, one time a group of construction workers tied flashlights to helium balloons. Mm-hmm. Um, he also attributed other uh, reports. He, he basically said the Mothman doesn't exist at all. Which I don't even think we're discussing, right? We, obviously, it exists. Yeah, I've been turned around. He definitely and exists. And what level does he exist? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, why what, does he why exist? Why does he exist? exist yeah. the, like, we've moved beyond yeah. whether or not he does exist. It's about why. We've proved it beyond reasonable doubt. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> but this joker, Joe Nickel, he's stuck. He's stuck on level one, still trying to figure out if he exists or not. And he seems to think that the Mothman reports are all due to pranks, misidentified planes. No one's thinking a plane is a Mothman. Absolutely not. And also sightings of a barred owl. Huh. A Shakespearean owl? Yeah, the bard. <laughs> wow. Yeah. It was doing sonnets. And I think that's why they thought maybe it was a man. But interestingly, it was actually a, a man dressed as a woman because at that point, um, women were not allowed to play owls. That's right. Mm. <laughs> Thank God we're in a more progressive society Thank now. Thank women you. can be owls. It's 2017. The town of Point Pleasant isn't an idiot. I'd like to say that. <laughs> okay, if I may. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've begun cashing in on the Mothman phenomenon. In 2002, the year that the Mothman Prophecies movie came out, Point Pleasant held its first annual Mothman Festival. If you want to get involved, it, it's on in a couple of weeks. Really? Yeah, it's on uh, the third, third weekend of September every oh. year. What kind of fun can you expect is what yeah, your well, eyes were sort of asking. Yeah, I, mm-hmm. I'm so keen. Well, there's a variety of events, and these include guest speakers. Great. Richard yep. Gere. Guest moths. <laughs> Hayride tours. 
obviously focusing on the notable areas of Point yeah. Pleasant, mm-hmm. and also a Mothman pancake eating contest. <laughs> Very nice. <laughs> wow, sticking true to the story, I love it. Mm. They, they won't invent crazy little gimmicks. They'll only focus on moth-related events. Exactly. Mm. Yeah. Where did the Mothman get his strength? Several, several hundred pancakes. A short stack. That's how he got them. <laughs> After the inaugural festival in 2003, they unveiled a 12-foot statue of the creature by sculpture, sculptor Rob Roach. Bob Roach. Bob Roach. Mothman. Oh. Yeah. Do you think he I is? Think, I think he's the Mothman, yeah. Bob Roach. Yeah. I didn't even see that, but that's so clear now. Mm-hmm. I want a yeah, 12-foot statue, even though all the reports said it was a 10-foot a man. <laughs> See, that's classic Bob Roach behaviour. Just, yeah. just, just a little bit bigger. Tooting his own horn, you know what I mean? I think because oh, if... But it, I reckon he was probably 12 and a great lover. That's probably what it is. If he built it to the right size, when he stood next to it, people would have been like... <gasps> he's the son. <gasps> yeah, yeah, that's, that's right. right. Yeah. They, oh, and he's got big moth wings. <laughs> that's right, yeah. So Bob Roach is 10-foot tall. Yeah, 10-foot tall sculpture <laughs> builds 12-foot tall statue. <laughs> It couldn't possibly be me. Mm. I'm two foot shorter than this. In 2005, the Mothman Museum and Research Center was opened. So right. this town is basically stripped out any other industry. Yeah, right. It is now a Mothman town. The the milk bar is now the Moth Bar. They live in a <laughs> in a moth in a moth economy. Which, um, moth Connolds. If you'd heard of yeah, Moth Connolds is. Um, I think yeah, if you would have heard the the term moth moth economy. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's where it comes from. That's amazing. There's yeah, now they, there's moth economies everywhere. Yeah, moth economies. Yeah. yeah. I think it's one of the single largest moth economies in the entire world. It is, yeah. I'm always ordering Uber moth, you know, <laughs> for transport and also late night food. Do they if, record the moth story slam there? They do, yes. Every week. Every week. Right. Every day. Um, yeah, Uber moth. Yeah, you can shoot uh, Uber moth and then Uber moth black. Yep. Um, when um, you can fly. Incredible. For Ubermoth X, <laughs> you just cruise really fast on the ground. Right. Is it, but Uber Black is obviously a lot less dusty. Yes. Mm. Ubermoth, tuxedos. Ubermoth X, you also occasionally will have to turn into a lump. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so it does take a little longer to get from A to B. But it's cheaper, so. Yeah. Mm, so I it. think it is worth it. Even for, yeah, even for the lumpy moments. If you turn this way too much, you do lose a little bit on the mic. All right. I'll, t- I'll look this way. Yeah, that's good. I'll never look this way, Dave. Never look at me. Thank God an excuse to never look this <laughs> way ever again. <laughs> Woo, don't worry, I'll... Uh... <laughs> oh, no, I don't like this. I like how on uh, on the Weekly Planet, uh, you just you leave in any sort of... Any chat about... Can you just move closer to the mic? Yeah, yeah right. That's better. Yep, like that. Uh-huh. So good. Feels I'm like, real, I'm, man. I'm, so, I'm like... We get away with that. Here's a little peek behind the curtain. Dave's like, no. Here's a little peek behind the curtain, guys. Sometimes we add those in. I'm, fi- I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine at the level of the microphone I am, but we're like, guys, we've got to be more relatable, you know? Yeah. You know, we're sitting there in our golden tuxedos and we're like, how do we, how do we relate to the common man? Let's pretend we're having microphone issues. That's very good. Mm. We have to pretend we don't. Yeah. <laughs> a little different, a slightly different angle, but we're no pros. We haven't done 200. We've only done 98. 98. Yeah. Uh, so that's pretty much the report done. Um, but before I finish up, I'll just talk briefly about the bridge again. Cause it, so this bridge, mm-hmm. some say that it collapsed because of the curse and the Mothman mm-hmm. had something to do with it. Mm-hmm. And others say the Mothman was... He was warning against warning it. Warning against it. Um, 
So after the bridge collapsed, uh, an investigation of the wreckage was carried out. It pointed to the cause of the collapse being a mothman. <laughs> that's all, yeah. That's all I got huh. on it. So. Well, that's pretty conclusive, I yeah. feel. Yeah, I mean, I can't, yeah. You could have just, you could, you, you, if you'd started with that, I would have been much more of a believer the whole time. If you just said, listen, moth, this was mothman cause. Yeah, I wanted to keep that up my sleeve because, um, <laughs> I, yeah, I thought a little suspense. Um, no, that's good. That's you build a good story. Mate, so- I believe you were the Scully there, and dis- and what happens on the X Files is, despite irrefutable evidence that aliens exist, including several encounters and abductions of yep. yourself personally, that's true. You still remain sceptical ten years after the first episode. It is tricky that she does that. How it's does she do that? It's very strange. Mulder, aliens. I don't know about this. It's like you've been abducted. You know that. Mm. Anyway, that's so. a good skeptic. That's classic. Um... Yeah, you're so skeptical. <laughs> you can't be. You can't be tamed. Just like bloody Joe Nickel all over again, um, but also sorry that I, I mean that was that was sort of a subsection of the report. Um, I did read another report into the wreckage. Uh, that I've really contradicted myself very quickly <laughs> there. Subsection, then another report. Just go with me. <laughs> the Mothman's making me say this, um, and that report said that um, the collapse was due to a failure of a single eye bar in the suspension chain. Uh, which was due to a small defect. It was also found that the bridge was carrying much heavier loads than it had originally been designed for and had been poorly maintained uh, by the Mothman. So... <laughs> <laughs> I wonder, like, if if that's the case, then maybe the Mothman, rather than saying it's going to collapse, just say, could just get the trucks off there. Make yeah. it cars and bikes only. Mm. Check the suspension. Get a, get a god bloke out there with a welding torch and maybe exactly. fix that eye bar. That's whatever right. an eye bar whatever is. An eye bar. Get a new eye bar, maybe. Yeah, that's what I was just... Why didn't the Mothman... I mean, why didn't the Mothman just bring a new eye bar? Yeah. At 100 miles an hour. He can't minimum. Have seen, it sounds yeah. like a real selfish prick. This guy travels at the speed of light, apparently. The bridge was replaced by the Silver Memorial Bridge, which was completed in 1969. Is it... Very good year. Is it still there? It's still there. Oh, thank goodness. <laughs> uh, but if you think the Mothman is done, you were wrong. Oh. I definitely thought it was done, especially because about five minutes ago you said that's the end of the Mothman report. <laughs> well, I was wrong. <laughs> we were all wrong. We can all admit we're wrong. Uh, there, there have been sightings around the place, all around the world of the Mothman. Um, but this it's gone year, global. This year, the Chicago Tribune has reported that it has had the largest amount of Mothman sightings since Point Pleasant in the 60s. Wow. Paranormal researcher Lon Strickler has chronicled 21 alleged Mothman sightings in Chicago this year alone, 2017. I cannot find any other grouping like this, Strickler has said. Um, This is according to the Chicago Tribune article. I'm just finishing up on this here. The earliest of these sightings was on April the 7th in Oz Park. Strickler said it was reported to a colleague, Manuel Navarrete, at UFO Clearinghouse. (laughs) <laughs> We've got too many UFOs. We're busting them out the door at crazy prices. If it's on the floor, it's out the door. <laughs> and it's a UFO. I mean, mm. we've identified them. They're not flying. It's still an object. It's an object. Look, I won't lie to you. They're, they're rugs. They're rugs. We've got too many rugs. We've got too many rugs. But they're flying carpets. Make us an offer. Uh, a woman walking her dog. This is the first of these. I'll just talk about it. I won't go through all 21. I'll just go through this one, which I thought was fun. 
A woman walking her dog claimed she encountered a creature standing in the park. <gasps> oh, no. This is what she said. I saw a large man, probably seven feet or taller, standing on the ground. Oh, no. Jeez. She's seen a big, big man. It was solid black. But what really stood out were the large, and I do mean large, pair of wings that were folded behind him. Mm. I imagine that made him sort of out of sight. And what does she mean, solid black? Did she perform some sort of biopsy to see that he was black all the way through? Yeah, solid black. How does she know? I don't know. Anyway, I'm just quoting. I'm just sorry. quoting a very reliable sorry, source. Your uh, quote is so believable. I thought you became her, and I got angry at you, and I apologise. <laughs> no, that's okay. That wasn't that wasn't your fault. The account said the creature looked at the woman before spreading its wings and flying off. I guess that's when she probably saw the wings. Probably twigged. Yeah, yeah. I should have read the next sentence. This is her again. I'll, sorry, Dave. So I'm acting. Right. Sorry. Sorry. Yep. Yep. Mm. Oh. I mean, feel free to go with it. But this you're is a stupid a... woman. Oh, sorry. Sorry. <laughs> Didn't mean that at all. I felt like this thing could see right through me, read me. It knew what I was thinking. Like it could stare right into my very soul. It was the most terrified I had ever been in my life. Wow. Mm. I just wish people could see the acting that went into your eyes. That was just a couple of months ago. Jeez. Has Chicago checked all their bridges and their T-bone suspensions? I don't think so. Do they have enough bottled water and batteries just in case? No. Are oh, they? Geez. Do they have one eye on the television at all times? Mm-hmm. <laughs> to find out after tragedy is struck. <laughs> do they have a lover's lane to get high at? Yes. Oh, good. Okay, that's all right then. We'll be fine. Anyway, that was the Mothman. Um, Jess was meant to do the report this week. Uh-huh. Um, she's not here. Mm-hmm. No one knows where she is. Question mark. <gasps> Jess is the Mothman. Jess is the Mothman. I've never done a report about the Mothman and seen Jess looking at me at the same time. That's absolutely true, isn't it? So many questions. Mm. So now I believe neither of you are the Mothman. Thank God. But if the Mothman is in this room... Speak look- now. <laughs> Forever hold your dust. If look to your left, is there are they the Mothman? Look to your right, are they the Mothman? If not, then you are the Mothman. <gasps> oh my goodness, I think I am. Do that at home as well, everyone. Yeah, if you could, yeah. There's, yeah. Is this the worst episode we've ever done? <laughs> no, that was great. That was a spooky, spooky story. And very spooky. Matt, can you just say, you wrote this late last night, slash early this morning, alone in a motel room. Yeah, I've done Is a- that terrifying? Yeah, so I'm I'm staying in a motel room uh, over the weekend. This is a, a pre-organized writing weekend for the upcoming Fringe that starts in a week. Interesting. A um, so I did that, with not thinking I'd have to end up spending my time writing about a Mothman. Moth <laughs> How could you not? So if you that? come to the Fringe show, I may have a bit about Mothman. <laughs> uh, but I, so I'm staying in this motel alone. I'm watching these um, documentaries about and stuff that are like really hyped up towards mm. trying to make you feel spooked out. Mm. And I was feeling weird. Not as weird as I felt as I checked in to this motel two suburbs away from my house and I had to sign, I signed in at 10.30 p.m. and had to write my address of two <laughs> and just be like, man, I'm not here on a, some sort of a sex thing. So I know I'm, you think this is a sex thing mm-hmm. or that I've been divorced or yeah. something. Trouble yeah. I'm here yeah. for writing. Mm-hmm. I'm here for to pursue the creative arts. Mm. 
and he just winked at me. Nice. He said, of course you, you are, mate. Yeah. We get we get 20 of you a night. Yeah, people come in. I'm a comedian. Yeah, yeah, they're all bloody comedians, mate. I'm on a one-hour research project <laughs> for comedy. I've got my friend coming over. Mm-hmm. She's helping me. With the research. About the Mothman. <laughs> about the Mothman. Mm. <laughs> you said that to the manager of this motel. Mate, they all talk about the Mothman. Yeah, they, they just check. You just check the box. It says, I'm here for the Mothman. <laughs> the Mothman special? Yep. Business pleasure yep. or Mothman? Mothman, okay. <laughs> oh, I love the Mothman, and I do believe. I want to believe. I did want to believe at the start of the episode, and now I do believe. Yeah. Well, I, yeah, I, at the start of the research, I'm like, Mothman, well, this will be fun. But it turns out it wasn't fun. It was bloody amazing. Ter- terrifying. <laughs> and terrifying mm. and life-changing. Now I'm going to be I'm looking out for the Mothman, and when I see it, I'll know. Tragedy follows after. Just a little silence there so you can think about the Mothman in your own time and how he's affected your life. That's what I was doing in that time, and he's affected me thusly. Just um, had an awkward encounter at a motel. <laughs> And now I've made the worst do-go-on report on record. No, I thought that was a great report, Matt, so we thank you. We thank you. We'd also like to thank everyone that supports the show <coughs> via Patreon. Nick Very Mason, nice. Have you heard of the Patreon? Love a bit of a Patreon. Love a bit I of Patreon. Patreons. I'll show you how we do I it get here. get some Patreons. Mesa. Yes. I'll thank a couple. Okay. And then you can, you can find inspiration. Maybe you can, if you have, think of anyone to thank. Okay. Um, that'd be great, but no pressure. Okay. Because this is, this is not... You don't have a dog in this fight. I don't have a dog. This is not the hill I want to die on. Yeah. You don't have a moth in this, man. <laughs> uh, I'd love to thank, uh, from a place that apparently is real, Penicuic Midlothian, which sounds like... Lord of the Rings. Sorry, Lord that, of the Rings. Is that the name so. of the place or the that, person? That's the name of the place. All oh, right. The name of the person is Ryan Watson. <laughs> oh, Ryan Watson from Mordor. I love oh, that guy. <laughs> What a guy. So, yeah, I'd really like to thank him because I like him a lot. What, are we doing anything this week to them, Dave, Joe? I don't know. Well, I what, what, if, they were, if they were a something man, what would they be? I think Ryan Watson would be a... An everyman. He'd be an everyman. Mm, everyman. He'd be your everyman. And I'd also love to thank from Missouri City, Texas, Matt Lass. Matt Lass. I reckon Matt Lass is an ass man. <laughs> Lass the ass man. Lass the yeah, ass man. Very nice. Yeah. And I reckon he'd love the bumhouse.com. Bumhouse.com. Hey, that's apparently it's up for grabs. If you want it, if you want it, Lass, get Thanks on so it. much, Lassie. Here, boy. <laughs> He's <laughs> the dog it. man. Good dog. Dog dog boy. Dog. <laughs> <laughs> He's gone from ass man to dog boy. Take your pick. Yeah. Take You're your pick. own sidekick. Uh, Mesa, would you like to thank? Oh, I'd love to thank some people from, from uh, the great... Uh, I was going to say state of Virginia. Is that correct? Yes. Virginia oh, state? Yeah, I reckon. Yeah, we were just talking about West Virginia. That's true, we were. In well, just re- West Virginia, born and raised on a mothman. <laughs> I just, wow, this person lives uh, close to, as close to the mothman that we do. Holy shit, I didn't even put that together. <laughs> yeah, they live a lot closer. Wow. Well, just in original recipe Virginia, uh, thank you for supporting the show, John Shearer. John Shearer. He's a sheep man. Sheep man. No sheep doubt man. about it. He's yeah. a sheep man. Johnny, Johnny. Yep. And I'd also like to thank. Uh, look, he's uh, he's from the uh, he's from Miami, Florida. So you you'd think he's American as apple pie or whatever they have in Florida. But uh, 
I feel he's one of your most Australian Patreon supporters because he's Stephen Summo. Stevie Summo. 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 Bumohouse.com. Is... <laughs> what is Summo short for, Stephen? Do you know? He can't talk to can't us. Can't talk can to he? us. He's not really Forget here. that. He's not a call in. Mm. Forget that. We're Stephen to... Summo, great name from Miami. Mm-hmm. Could be the Heat Man. Could be the Heat Man. That's the basketball team in uh, oh, very Miami. Nice. Or the Dolphin Man. I think that's their football team. Yep, it nice. is. Miami Dolphins, it is. Well, I'd like to thank a, uh, a long-time supporter of the show. And we couldn't work out whether we'd thanked you out loud on the show before because you, you're, he's one of the longest supporters on Patreon. So we do apologise if we ha- never have. But if we double up, hey, this person is uh, worth it. They came to the live show last week. They supported us in Sydney. They bought a damn T-shirt. And I would like to thank Cecil Hops. Cecil Hops, Cecil beer man. Beer man. Beer man. Beer man. Oh, because of hops. Okay. Oh, hops. I was thinking bunny man because of hops. Oh, I would Drunk have, bunny man. I actually man. think that Cecil would be a pony man because my little pony was the topic that he suggested. Oh, yes. Pony man. Pony man. Good. Sparkle man. Oh, sparkle. Mr. Sparkle man. Mr. Sparkle man. <laughs> That's good. So thank you, Cecil, for all your support over the years, all the months. And we'd also like to thank, all the way from London, James Marshall. James Marshall, cop man. Cop man. Tommy oh, Lee Mar- Jones man. Tommy Lee Jones man. <laughs> US M&M Marshals. man. Oh, US Marshals. Mm-hmm. And also the fugitive. I believe he was in the Marshals. That's right, yeah. Mm-hmm. Marshall Manners. <laughs> yes. Mathers? No, Manners. Yeah, but the man. Manners. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah I'm with you. Eminem man. James, you've got so many to choose from there. You've, uh, you choose your favorite. That's on you. That's on you. But thank you to everyone uh, who does support the show through Patreon. Basically, it's, uh, we've formed a subscription there. So if you really, really like the show, you can support, uh, support us via patreon.com. Just do go on pod and you get uh, an amazing shout out like that. And also, <laughs> bonus episode uh, once a month, which will we'll be coming up soon. And I should thank once more the, the people that I remember who uh, suggested this show. Sorry if you, you were left out. Blame the moth man. Uh, he left your names in a pile of dust on a road somewhere <laughs> out in West Virginia. But the people I do know, Elvis Nolasco, Fidel Reyes, Tyler Thompson, and Chesley Russell. I reckon if you put those together, that's forming a warning about something that will happen in Melbourne. If anyone can figure that out, let us know. Please, the Zodiac style. Uh, in the meantime, just stay off the Westgate Bridge, um, just in case. Just in case. They're doing roadworks. You'll be on there for hours. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you do mm. know. Just in case you want to be on time. Yeah. Uh, but we'd like to thank Nick Mason for being our very special guest this week. Thanks You're welcome, so guys. I have, 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 always have a good old time, guys. We love having you here. And, of course, for the three or four people who listen to this that don't listen to the Weekly Planet, uh, please get on it because it is one of the, the greatest podcasts out there. I'll, I'll stop it, you guys. In fact, you know what? Don't, don't listen to the Weekly Planet. Go to planetbcasting.com because we're all on Planet Broadcasting, the network. And there's heaps of, heaps of great shows. Well, well, we would have heard you before uh, the show started, and we'll hear you again after it finishes. Oh, yeah. I hate sting. that take. There's a little, <laughs> we do a little audio sting. It's myself and James, who's the other host of my podcast, and we did that in one take, and we hate it. <laughs> really? But, now it's, but that's the thing. Like, everybody on Planet Broadcasting is on there because I, I love all the shows, and I listen to all the shows every week. So now I have to listen to my dumb voice every time I listen to every podcast yeah. that I enjoy. So I skip it. I skip it every yeah. time, yeah. No, I, I start it up it. and I go, skip ahead 15 seconds. Matt, does this ever happen to you? Because I love so many shows on Planet Broadcasting. One episode will finish. Yeah. And then, and so I'll be listening to two on the Think Tank. Yep. That'll finish. Then uh, Josh Earls, don't you know who I am? Auto plays via the podcast app. Yep. 
it's back to back stings. Yeah. It is back-to-back it's so stings. great. And I feel like I'm supporting the brand. Yeah, it's pretty good, right? Can you do it? You remember it? You would have heard it so many times. <laughs> this podcast is part of Planet oh, Broadcasting. Oh, Visit planetbcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. Oh, it's so bad. We're going to do another take. Or if you want. It's up to you. <laughs> oh, man. We don't even need to do it this week. I know, right? Just put that in. That was great. Well, that's Dave, a new take. You can it. just put that in. Mm-hmm. Claire can cut that out and just yeah. send it around to all the pods. Anyway, just go to planetbcasting.com. All sorts of great shows. What's your favorite show on Planet Broadcasting outside your own and ours? And what have you been listening to lately, man? Ah, oh, yeah. boy. I love I loved Two in the Think Tank. That's a great one. Our friends Alan and Andy put Recorded together. Recorded in this very, oh, nice, very studio. studio. That's very good. Uh, if you like comic books, there's Serious Issues up in Sydney. They record... Uh, and they uh, talk about all the uh, best and worst comic books coming out this week. I like, yeah, it's fun that they talk about the worst. <laughs> it is good, right? It's the fun part. Yeah. Good times, guys. Good times. Right, time, so that's just a couple of the pods you can check out at Planet B Pass, Um Maso, thank you so much. Absolutely. We should probably buy bumhouse.com. Just we should get on that. Redirect it real quick. Claire, can we get that? Good. That was a yes. All right, so <laughs> hit up... Uh, uh, hit us up if you would like us to do a report on your topic. Lately, we've been getting a few tweets saying, how can we suggest a topic in the hat? And if you are tweeting us, that's exactly the that's way. That's how you do it. You can yeah. just tweet us at DoGoOnePod, or you can get in contact on Facebook or Instagram, or you can uh, email us, DoGoOnePod at gmail.com. The hat is always open 24-7, and we love millions and millions of suggestions. We love them. We love them. It's really good. Thanks so much, everyone, for listening. Uh, contact us on the things. Did you say that, Dave? I zoned out. <laughs> I did say the things. Great. And uh, also, give us five stars on uh, iTunes with a nice review because that, that makes us feel real good about ourselves. <laughs> and we've got very low self-esteem. We do. And if you are the Mothman, please drop us a line. Please. Tell us what you've been up to. Yes. Give me a call. Give me some prophecies. Give us a curse. Are you an entity? What are you? What are you? Are you a pile of dust? Are you, are you a, a are you a big tall man called Bob Roach? <gasps> I forgot we we uncovered it during. I think we uncovered it. Yeah. yeah. Like, so I he's think... like, he, he, do you think so? He puts on the wings. Is he like an Iron Man guy with a suit of technology, or uh, does no, he convert I... somehow? More like one of those ones that converts. I think he just has the wings, but he distracts with his art. Right. You know what I mean? He's, they're like, hey, have you got, what's with the thing? And he's like, look at this sculpture I've made out of tin cans, and they're like, what? <laughs> This guy's good. I want to find a photo of him and then a, and an illustration of the Mothman, and I reckon that'll be conclusive. Merge them together. Yep. Yeah, I think so, yeah. yeah. All right, keep, keep an eye out for that, guys. Until next week, we'll be back, and we will say goodbye. Laters. Bye. That's what Jess says. Oh, nailed it. podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. This podcast is part of Planet I mean, oh, Broadcasting. Oh, Visit planetbcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. Oh, it's so bad. We're going to do another take. Or if you want. It's up to you. <laughs>